Well, hello! Another podcast. Aren't you lucky? I did one a couple of days ago. And I didn't do a proper introduction, explain who I was. But I figure that by now you all know who I am and you know what this podcast's about and you know why I can't do what I used to do with my job. And that and I'll just rattle on to people in the in the ether. And I drink tea or coffee when I'm doing it. So if you really pick up my cup like this, don't be surprised. Over the last couple of days since I did this last podcast, I've been thinking about the sort of our sport, whitewater kayaking. Not kayaking in general, it doesn't have to be whitewater, it could be flatwater, it could be SUP or canoe. And I've been thinking about the hierarchy. And it's obvious that there's a certain hierarchy, whether we like it or not. There's a hierarchy that exists in clubs where you've got the coaches that coach in the clubs and new paddlers that look up to them or not. You've got the hierarchy within the sport itself, the Olympians against recreational paddlers. You know, you've got world famous paddlers that are sponsored and travel the world when COVID allows and make a living out of kayaking. You've got those that just are always the alpha in the group, always the ones that take charge and lead. You've got those that maybe sit back a little bit in the group and are a little bit more. Timid, for want of a better word. You've got social hierarchies. Maybe, based on how much time you get out paddling. Maybe, based on other factors. British Canoeing at the moment's uh, got nominations in for president. Tom Parker, replacement Parker service, if you're on Insta. He's up for a nomination. Greg Spencer, also up for nomination. A couple of others up for nomination as well. Well worth checking out British Canoeing if you want to nominate these people. But again, does that give us a certain hierarchy? I think it probably does. Excuse me. Now, when we paddle socially, and I'm not talking paddling with coaches, we're just talking peer-to-peer paddling, we think we're sort of evading that hierarchy a little bit. And that, you know, leader of the pack sort of stuff but it sort of sits there always and I was reminded of this when I was up in Yorkshire when we were allowed to travel with Covid filming uh, my new project Solitude and I had some time off from filming and research and I was invited by two paddlers Chucky and Rich to go paddling with them up in Yorkshire Yorkshire lads taking a Yorkshire lad paddling so after some messages back and forwards and me trying to read cryptic uh, messages on my phone, on my WhatsApp with a cracked screen that's only got, allows me to have half a screen and no keyboard, we'd arranged to meet at this petrol station just outside Grassington. It's in a place called Threshfield, I believe. And then there's a Rohan shop just down the road. If anybody knows the area, Rohan clothing is the sort of clothing that people buy when they want to be adventurous, but very rarely are. So anyway, we meet up at this petrol station and we sit on the curb and drink a machine coffee and eat an almond croissant. Well, that's what I had. That was advertised as fresh, but had probably been in that petrol station for a couple of days. And while I'm drinking my coffee and we're chatting away, I feel like an outsider. The hierarchy of our, our relationships is tilted in their favour, and that's not a bad thing. These two lads have paddled together for a long time. 
number of years and I'm new into that group. Now we're all good paddlers and we're all world travelled. But I'm the one on the outside of it. I'm the one that lacks that peer bond. But because we Yorkshire folk, Yorkshire lads, you know, we've probably got whippets and flat caps and living back-to-back -back terraces. With a little bit of light joking and, you know, mickey-taking. We sort of bond a little bit. Anyway, I follow the lads and we end up in a, a place called, or a river called Lake Beck that finishes over at Cowan Bridge. And, you know, I'm just listening to the wind rattle. Sorry, guys. And we end up in Lettbeck. Now, Lettbeck, I follow the lads up. We do, we do a shuttle, you know, it's all safe, masks on, windows down, all that. And we could follow the single track road up to the put in Lettbeck. And none of us have ever done it before. Now, I've borrowed a boat off, off Chucky because he imports Titan. And that's really good of him to lend me a boat, isn't it? I've never paddled with a lad. And he lends me one of his boats. Anyway, we end up up on this single track road. And it's typical Yorkshire Dales type scenery. You know those big rolling hills? You know, it's not last of the summer wine country. You know, maybe it's all creatures great in small country, you know. And Lightbeck's just not far from Ingleton. And I remember paddling with Doe and Twist when I was a teenager. So just, you know, parking up on this single track road. Reminds me of my teenage years, and that's a good thing, isn't it? You know, it reminds me of some early exploration I did in the days when I had a topple and not a nine-foot boat that I was getting using now. So we all change, and we walk down to the putting, and we've got to walk through farmers' fields, throw boats over fences. It takes us about twenty minutes to walk down this slippery farmers' field. But that's fine, isn't it? And as we walk, we have more jokes and we slip and we tumble and we laugh at each other's misfortune. Not in a sort of bad way. Because we know that we could also do it. Like a Schadenfreude type thing, you know. One person in front slips and drops the boat and slides a bit on the bank and we laugh and five minutes later we do the same. And it allows us to bond a little. When we get to the river, I feel less of an outsider. And that's down to Chucky and Richard. You know, allowing me into the group. But anyway, we, we get on like Beck. Now, I'm I'm passionate about doing new rivers. I love it. I'm passionate about doing rivers that are not well known. That maybe don't appear in guidebooks. Or if they do, they're just a footnote. I actually quite like tree-infested ditches. I like those rivers that are not quite wide enough in places for you to put proper paddle strokes in without banging the blades against bedrock. A bit of a paddling pervert. Hmm. Anyway, we, we set off, and like I say, I've got a borrowed boat with no hip pads in, and I can hardly reach the footrest. And we're rattling down this really low-flow river. Now, I think it's probably Elf, as I've probably mentioned before. Elf flow, extremely low-flow. Elf. And I don't mind a bit of elf kayaking now and then. I mean, I don't want to do it all the time, but I don't mind it now and then. Because it allows you to, you know, find magic in fun, and you get to see... The moss on the rocks, which might be covered in higher flows, you get to see the patterns of the rock that is covered at higher flow. You get to see new rivers at manageable levels, so you know where the hazards are. And as we paddle down, there's a 
the odd scout we have to make because it goes around blind bends and we know there's a gorge coming and we don't want to be falling into a steep trapped gorge because that would be foolhardy wouldn't it even though we've probably only got nine cubics if that you know maybe five cubics and soon enough this gorge does tighten up and because there's a series of drops in it with flat pools below but quite bony leadings or wood hanging over the crooks where you'd want to go so you have to sort of sneak around and drop off and as you look into the rolling hills and you watch the sheep go and you watch walkers it reminds you of why we do this it's not about you know paddling hard class five necessarily it's about going to new places and exploring and just having a good time with with friends and bonding and we fall into these over these drops and i quite enjoy going first on stuff like this and i'm also not a massive fan of scouting all the time because obviously you want to get one chance to want to drop blind but we do scout because there's wood and we don't want wood to cause any unnecessary evil to us. And we're paddling down. Like, like, like you know, really good. Like, I'm going to keep mentioning it. Really good little fun river. I had a nine foot boat. Probably not the best boat for that sort of river. Probably want something like a topo. Wave Sport Y would have been good. CFS would have been good. Nomad Recon would have been good. Slicey boat would have been no good at all on it. You know, some old sort of corky boat would have been ideal. Not the sort of river you want to be taking, you know, your posh Letman paddles on. Because you are going to be chipping them on rocks. But the drops are good. And we go deep and we all have to roll at some point, I'm sure. One of the lads has his spray deck pop. But he rolls up and his boat so slowly fills with water. And we bond over that experience, you know, we, we laugh and we joke and take the mickey out of the fact that it's a really expensive spray deck that couldn't hold on a Yorkshire Beck. And then it gets a bit sort of wooded out, you know, the river sort of loses its gradient and it meanders a little bit. And there's a lot of trees to walk over and like portage round and all, and all that. Now some people see that as a, a nuisance. But I don't really see it as a nuisance. I see that as a bit of an explore. It takes me back to my childhood. Where I'd go exploring. Maybe to Batleybeck. And Batleybeck, you know, it's where you can get tadpoles from to put in your pond in your garden. And if you're fishing, you probably fish for shopping trolleys and £10 black rib nobblers. But just climbing over trees with boats. You know, maybe waist deep in water and like pushing boats through the the sort of V's of trees. Just brings back that sort of innocence of childhood to me. And I don't see it as a nuisance like portaging round wood. It can get tiresome, but I do see it as adventuresome and I quite like that. And slowly and slowly the, the river loses as like I say its rapids and it just becomes a bit of a tree a tree fest. And there's too many trees on that section for you to get your little handsaw out and take them out. And why should you? You know, I'm a little bit conflicted sometimes to taking wood out of rivers, especially if it's not causing any major incidents or likely to cause incidents. Luckily, all this wood that we came across could easily be portaged. 
and then you take out of like Beck and you walk the footpath is on river left uh, after a little bit of woody chossness and you take out on river left past these new houses that have been built in the old style to uh, go with the village and that's fine isn't it and we walk out and there's a little lay-by parking spot lay-by near, near an old mill and you sit I sat there and the lads went off to get the cars and the sensible way to shuttle and what have you now because I didn't know the river and it was new and all that I've got a bag I've got a dry bag on me in my dry bag I've got a nice little insulating jacket a wallet hat and my wallet and my phone and, and whatever so leave the boats in the lay-by I take my dry suit off and I walk into the shop obviously mask on and what have you and I buy myself a drink of pop and I buy myself a sandwich come back sit, sit by my boat wait for the lads to come back eat my sandwich drink my pop cars all sorted load up and come home that's what I set off on the journey home and as I was driving back I sort of reflected on that I reflect on that whole adventure I reflect on meeting people in the services in the early hours of the morning on how we'd sort of bonded during the course of that trip and how we, we didn't really know each other but we talked about stuff that wasn't just kayaking related we talked about families and we talked about jobs and we talked about you know why we kayak and all that stuff and we'd been joking and laughing and and that's good and the time I had by myself just drinking my pop and eating my sandwich the innocence of a little corner shop and the conversation with the shopkeeper who'd never seen a kayaker before especially not on Lake Beck but he told me about the river how there's in the summer people go up there to swim and his descriptions of where people swim were of the drops of the three were the little waterfalls in the gorge and they swim in the plunge pools walk up in the summer and as I'm drinking my pop and I'm eating my sandwich I can say to myself that sounds beautiful doesn't it sounds great to escape and explore that little beck just like it's perfectly acceptable to elf your boat down those little drops and that's a beautiful thing and then as the shuttles are done and as I'm reflecting and as I'm driving home I think about how that hierarchy is no longer there I think about it's irrelevant who's president of British canoeing I think about how it's irrelevant you know who's got gold medal in the Olympics how it's irrelevant you know who's the most famous kayaker sponsored and putting YouTube videos out all the time it's really all irrelevant and what matters is the fact that I had that experience that unique experience on that day with those two guys and that's a beautiful thing and the next time I go paddling with those guys we'll recount those stories and we'll have new adventures and if we feel it's appropriate we'll do it again and again and again and that's how kayaking should be, or canoeing, or SUP. It should be. It should be about collecting experiences, shouldn't it? It shouldn't be about any sort of hierarchy or, you know, who's the, who's the best. Because the best person is the one that, that has the best experience. It's not necessarily the best line that day. It's the one that just enjoys it all, you know. 
like I've paddled the Ogwen a thousand times and not so long ago I paddled it with some some old friends and we paddled it all the way to the sea now in all my years of doing the Ogwen I've never paddled it to the sea but I did that day and then the ice cream van wasn't there and the chip shop was shut so it wasn't a proper seaside experience you know and there was no sandcastles but it was a unique experience to me anyway and that's why I do this and that's why I think we should all do this and sack off the hierarchy anyhow I hope you're all really good I hope you've enjoyed me rattling on and like I say it's a bit of food for thought but nothing serious if you've got anything you want me to talk about bag them in the comments please and I will see you all again I'll see you all I'll speak to you all again very soon and if I am just talking to nobody that's probably all right, as long as I'm not answering myself. Stay safe, gang.